Hello, beautiful, amazing, inspiring, resilient humans. Welcome to another episode of the Self Love Effect podcast, where we strive to be our most authentic, unapologetic selves, embracing our real and inspiring those around us to do the same. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings, and thank you all for tuning in weekly and supporting this podcast. Now, it would mean the world to me if you head over, left a review, subscribed, liked, shared with family and friends, and this is how we are able to grow organically in the algorithm and inspire many more lives. And I would love to hear your guys' feedback. Has How has this impacted your life, if it has at all? What would you like to hear? Who would you like to see on the podcast? Please never hesitate to reach out. And before we get started, I want you guys to take a second and repeat after me if you are currently not busy or driving, and you can always come back and listen a little later. So when you're ready, close your eyes and repeat after me. I see clearly. I speak clearly. I am loved. I am powerful, I am creative, I am grounded, I am me, I am free to be my true self. I love myself, I love myself, I love myself. With me today, I have Tatiana Valeria. She is a hypnotherapy specialist, intuitive, and inner success coach for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. She helps her clients overcome visibility blocks, confidence issues, and other inner blocks that keep them from reaching the impact, income, and success they deeply desire. Tatiana developed a proprietary method that reprograms body memory and its habitual neurological pattern. She combines her unique mythology with subconscious work and other highly effective transformational tools, working on the body, mind, and emotions holistically. And before we dive in and hear from Tatiana, I just wanted to take a second and speak about the mind, body, and spirit. So your mind sets the stage for your ability to heal and manifest your authentic power. It's the ruler of your magic. It's the ruler of your power. It's your mindset, your belief system, your ethics, your internal biases, your emotional boundaries, trauma healing. Your body and all its parts is the one tool you will always carry with you. Your body is your most powerful asset physical boundaries, body image, nutrition, movement, medicine, and sleep. And your spirit is the instinctual part of yourself, the piece that connects you to other living beings. Your humanity and your soul, your identity, your higher self, your ancestral healing, your creativity, your source connection. 
So as we dive into this episode, I want to encourage you guys to really allow yourself to learn and be open-minded and allow her to guide you through her teachings and her method. Um, It was very different from what I typically have learned and have been taught. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I did. Let's get started. Welcome, Tatiana, to the Self-Love Effect podcast. So excited to have you with us today and more so because everything I feel like you have not only to offer, but your teachings and really diving into what is it that you do. And so um, excited to have you here, like I said, and really, I want you wherever you want to start, but to share with us your self-love journey, you know, I know it, it was what you currently do was a byproduct of your healing trauma and your emotional wounds. And so tell us a little bit more about that and um, we'll go from there. Um, all right. Well, thank you for having me uh, first and foremost. And um, so my journey began with, um, and I'm actually uh, co-authoring a book about this piece of the journey, uh, which is coming up in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And the chapter that I uh, contributed uh, is, the, the name of the chapter is, Wherever We Go, We Take Ourselves With Us. So at age 19, I ran away to America with $350 in my pocket, uh, not to live in the hell that my family uh, was and all the trauma and everything that I existed in back then. And I thought, yay, I ran away. I moved all the way across the globe. And of course, I could start my life from scratch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it was about everything. It was about uh, not being able to communicate with them, right? A, a lot of difficult experiences. And so I thought I could just start life from scratch. The distance will help. And that's not what the reality presented itself as, right? And I brought myself with me into, first of all, my health. Uh, two years later, I was diagnosed with a developing cancer. And then into all um, relationships and all the dynamics, unhealthy dynamics in relationships, or not just romantic relationships, right? Of course. And also um, rock bottoms with money. And then into my business because I discovered hypnotherapy. uh, And it's important to note, I am an unusual hypnotherapist. I am a body-based and emotion first and body first type of hypnotherapist. So not the suggestive, not the clinical, not the classical types of hypnotherapy where, um, which prioritize the mind. I believe um, that if we begin at the root, in the emotional wounding and the pain that we carry and the body memory that we hold from early life especially experiences then the mindset and the subconscious and our beliefs and our actions unravel naturally and organically as a result so applied to self-love it's been a journey of most of my lifetime right and it's a never-ending process of course but um, applicable to the topic of your podcast for your audience, I would like to look at this, uh, at this subject from the lens of emotional wounds, relationship wounds, and trauma. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, like, we, 
before recording this podcast, you know, I had spoken to you about your approach is very different from our previous guest and you really, and from anyone I've ever encountered to be completely honest, because, you know, reading the different books I do and everybody resorts towards mindset and I myself included until I came across you and you incorporate really more of the body and not to say that mindset doesn't work, but, you know, you talk about no amount of mindset, deciding, thinking positively or emotional speeches can release um, our autonomic nervous system and genetic programming that are stuck. And you had, I'm quoting right off of uh, your page, but, you know, can you elaborate on that? Cause, and then, you know, as we dive into the, uh, you know, healing and trauma, but why not just mindset? Well, first of all, I would like to say that everything that I uh, teach now is something that I've experienced and walked and breathed and lived. And so I don't work with uh, topics that I have not explored and resolved to a certain degree uh, with others. Right. So I work with entrepreneurial blocks. internal blocks, including self-worth, self-love, everything that we normally use the mindset and our formations for. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on the journey and now applying it to other client, to clients, to other people, I would say that, of course, mindset is important. But the problem is for such issues as, well, pretty much anything, but self-love, mm-hmm. self-worth, uh, imposter syndrome, confidence, right? And business blocks, money blocks, we are made to believe traditionally from the um, systems of our education um, that were based in the patriarchal paradigm um, of thinking that the mind is first, the mind is primary. And it's nobody's fault really in terms of it happened this way. We went um, this, we took this route as humanity men who created this paradigm and it went into everything we know from all our education system, medical system, everything is based on this premise that the mind is primary. But yet it's not what indigenous people used or knew. And if we look at other cultures and the different peoples all around the globe and we look at their traditions and rituals, they all incorporated the mind, uh, the the body and the emotions first and the mind um, in the expanded consciousness way, not exactly, they weren't exactly talking uh, and describing their problems around the fire, sitting in a circle, right? <laughs> Even if they did, they used storytelling. Story, story they used some other aspects of it, right? Uh, which don't go straight to the analytical. They, these methods were communicating with the subconscious mind. But even with the subconscious mind, um, I've discovered in my own journey that, um, and for me, my, one of the biggest blocks I had to demonstrate this was fear of visibility. And it, by the way, comes hand by hand with imposter syndrome for most, especially for most of us entrepreneurs, career professionals, for most of us women. And so I was, um, I would have a panic attack type of fear when I would go on camera. Um, so it blocked everything in my business, no self-promotion, no marketing, no, nothing was possible, right? For three years, I struggled. And to come back to mindset, I do believe that mindset is important. The problem is that these issues are much deeper. And so I went from coach to coach to coach, and I got into $15,000 in debt, trying to solve my problems with the mind. 
until one day I was stuck living in a basement apartment with one window in winter, listening to my neighbor's dog barking nonstop, going insane. Um, very sensitive to noise. So I was going insane and realizing, okay, I'm in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't serve enough clients and people, right? I was working with a different area. I was creating change for my clients. But internally, I felt like fraud because I couldn't resolve my own problem. While I wasn't helping them with visibility, it really was eating away at my confidence. And I felt like, what kind of hypnotherapist am I if I can't resolve my own fear of visibility? And I got to the point where after one new practitioner, one new session, one extra attempt of three years, right, into the business. And I had a vision, I had a dream, I had all the motivation. The problem was not in the motivation, right? I realized I was solving a wrong problem. I really had an epiphany because I was desperate. I basically had to go back to a job if I didn't change something. And I knew I was I was doing something wrong. And this is when it dawned on me uh, that I was solving a wrong problem, that my fears and issues with self-confidence and disability were coming, were based in my body. My body would have the paralysis. My body would feel like I'm dying, having a panic attack. But yet I was fixing my mind or the subconscious, which is also a level of the mind. From then on, I embarked on a journey to study trauma and how trauma affects the nervous system, how trauma is stored in the body, both neurologically, neurochemically, and cellularly, right? It's a complex mechanism if we are to dig into the nitty-gritty of it. But overall, it's the neurological pathways that we run and the neurochemistry, which emotions are. And so all the fears, all the blocks, they run on these habitual, um, the body kind of becomes like a hard drive. It is a hard drive. The body has its own intelligence. So with my case with imposter and disability, let's say, every time I would need to be visible, public speak, uh, or present myself, and all of it would come up very physically. Um, I was trying to override my body, my body's intelligence that was trying to protect itself from the threat because visibility, exposure, money, wealth, all of it, all the dreams that I thought I consciously wanted in my body, in my nervous system were associated with a threat. And I was trying to override it with my mind, which we are told to do by the conventional and unconventional mind-based or mind-first and mind-only methods. Because the patriarchal system taught us that this is the way. Because historically, men have been disconnected from their bodies and emotions. So that's what they developed. But is it serving us? Because if we are living in the world we're living in, something is missing. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, sitting here, you guys, um, my, my face looks just like struck in awe because I absolutely am. I mean, like you said, I we talk about mindset all the time. I mean, even I've come, I cannot deny the fact that I talk about this with my clients constantly all the time. It's mindset, mindset, mindset. But, you know, looking back and even our ancestors, like they had so many rituals and so much appreciation for the body and what the body consisted of. And it was never so much mindset based. Yeah. Mindset flowed, 
but they really allow themselves to feel. Uh, they didn't have a disconnect when they say they mind, you know, body and soul. Yes, it flowed together. And to hear you say that out loud and just like it has the wheels turning now. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like I've never seen, I've never heard it from this angle before. And it, it absolutely is eye-opening to the fact that there's so much more. And maybe that is why, and we as women too feel this disconnect. Um, obviously we don't, you know, the, there's difference between men and women and how the way we generally think and, you know, process but the things. nervous system, works but, the, the same. Yeah, but that works exactly the same. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I just, uh, this is, I'm really just normally I'll just like talk and rant and rant, but I'm just so like speechless at the moment because now that looking at it from a different perspective, you know, it comes you know, everybody listening, you can have a deeper understanding of yourself um, and really allow yourself to feel and, you know, open up and maybe that disconnect that you're feeling, that's might be why we're so dependent on the mind that we forget about everything else that is involved, which is really conditioning. I believe it's conditioning. We are told that and taught and role model that the mind is primary. And even if now a lot of focus is on releasing and um, on suppressing emotions, which is a great move in the right direction. But for a lot of practitioners that I see, they believe that just this release and allowing the emotions to come up would be the solution. But what I have discovered on this continuum of this journey, right, that it's not yet the solution. It's a way to um, kind of uncork the bottle to, because especially for a lot of people who are connected to trauma as an adaptation from traumas and emotional wounds and relationship wounds, we would suppress the feelings. Culturally, feelings are not welcome. They make us very uncomfortable and we ignore them. How are you? I'm good. Even if the person is depressed, right? How we greet each other, everything from the macrocosm level to the microcosm level. Mm -hmm. We do it within ourselves. We do it on the level of the society, culturally. So not comfortable, but people start doing it. And we believe that it will be the solution. The problem is... Yes, it is a solution to a certain degree. For example, for people who have tro- trouble connecting to their emotions and feelings, knowing what, they, what actually they feel and emote. So for them, just like expressing, finding those feelings will be a major step. But it's still a step in the right direction, but still just part of the process. Because the next thing we see, and by the way, the mindset is, I just want to make sure, mindset is absolutely important. Right. When the emotional wounds, relational wounds, and trauma are resolved, and by the way, trauma is not an event that happens to us. It is an experience within our nervous system. So depending on our sensitivity, depending on our makeup, right, emotionally, genetically, predisposition from, uh, lineage, from our lineage, the transgenerational trauma, all the imprints, different personal experiences, will be more prone or less prone. And trauma is very individual. So anything that is a lot like a shock to the system can be trauma and will be trauma or lack of love, support, nurture, even boundaries in childhood will be trauma. Speaking, coming back to the self-love, what affects self-love, self-worth, confidence, right? All of that. So 
knowing that the trauma is an event in, in the body, not event outside, not a war, not an attack. It's an experience, an event in the body, in the nervous system. So if we look at it, how can we override with the mind? How can we do that? Not possible because our control, um, conscious control cannot get to the autonomic nervous system. Our body has its own intelligence. In case with some of the bigger blocks that are re really connected to fear, and most of them, all of them deep down will connect to fear. If our body lives in a state of freeze, flight, uh, fight, in a state of unsafety, the nervous system is unsafe. No matter what affirmations, no matter what mindset, no matter what we write in our fridge, we were talking about it earlier, right? Mm -hmm. I said, I do write things on my fridge in the mirror. But as a reminder for my subconscious to, as a reminder, not as a methodology to, I don't know, heal something or address my self-love. When I try to address my self-love or anything for that matter, I would go at it from the bottom up, from the body and emotions up versus from the mind down, from the top down, right? And I believe if we go at it from the bottom up, then everything else, including our emotions, including our thoughts and beliefs, and then actions in our business, let's say, or actions with money, or actions with self-love and, and romantic relationships, right? It all untangles naturally. And so the mindset is important, but it goes after, on top, or manifestation or visualization, right? Mm -hmm. All of it is, these are great tools. But the problem is, if the anchor in the body memory that drags us back to the same emotions, same patterns, we play over and over and over again, despite the manifestations, visualization, right? Because it's not, the problem is not that we can't manifest things or dream things or be motivated. We can do all that, but then we manifest something and it then gets sabotaged right we think we have that self-love now we get into a relationship we meet the unicorn partner and then we sabotage it so i look at it from the perspective if we go to the root and we address the state of unsafety what brings up what the topics of wealth or money was that boyfriend and unicorn partner the fear and instability and unsafety that it triggers within our system based on our early life mostly but and other traumatic or wounding experiences. And if we release it on the level of the body, then everything changes. And coming back to the, um, that it's truly important to first know our emotions and express them, especially if emotions were suppressed, because it ties all to self-love, by the way, right? And self-worth and self-confidence, the imposter syndrome. So we have kind of learned conventionally, we're starting to get there that, okay, we need to face, find, release our emotions. But the methods that we use, again, are not the full picture that can release the body and the nervous system. Not regulate it, not balance it, so it's kind of like a band-aid and a coping strategy, but release the entire mechanism, the hook. Because even with inner child work, what do we see mostly? Um, do you, are you familiar with inner child work? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are the tools and techniques that are used in inner child work? I feel like one of the main techniques that most people use is just going back and revisiting your past, revisiting that moment, but not in a sense where you're just, you're kind of just repeating the story, right? You're letting your client, your, your therapist or whoever you're speaking to, you're just 
retelling. It's a lot of retelling, but it's not understanding really the emotional depth of how it's affecting you if it was traumatic. Um, and so I, I feel like that's one, one thing that I've seen a lot of my clients say over and over is just retelling. So they're so used to retelling the story that it sounds that's like all they're, talk therapy, right? Yes, yes, yes. Over and over again. Uh-huh. Just a repetitive and, cycle. And if we take an up, uh, up a notch, there are amazing practitioners who do emotional healing and inner child healing. I just want to be clear. I'm not saying it's for some high horse. I use all the same techniques. But the problem is, if it's only um, these techniques, it's not the full picture, again, because um, it doesn't get to the body memory and the nervous system. Since when we talk to those inner child aspects, and let's say the, uh, or we write letters from our future self to the younger self, or we meditate and visualize all of this, and what you just described, one of the tools, right, one, one of the techniques, we use language, talking, reasoning, and logic kind of supporting, I understand you've been hurt, I see your feelings, right? You can express them. That's the first step, that's great. Except there is a problem. For our inner ch child aspects, especially when the aspects of the timing of the wounding um, is so early in our life, in pre-verbal stages, or even any stage until teenage years when we develop analytical function, there are no words, there are no schemas. There are no, there is no logic developed yet. So we are using our analytical brain and reasoning and logic and thoughts and words to reason with parts of us that can't be reasoned with. Because it's a locked in system in the nervous system and emotions. The words and logic and reasoning, even if it's supportive, even if it, I'm going to love you now, I'm going to, oh, you weren't allowed to do this. Now I'm going to let you do this kind of situation with, you know, we go there and we'll, you know, give permission to the inner child, let's say, even that. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. But we, again, we use um, words and reasoning for parts of us that are, that haven't developed analytical mind. In our subconscious, most importantly, our subconscious mind and our bodies do not understand words. Mm -hmm. So I had to, in my own process, when I discovered, okay, it's about my body, it's about my fear, it's about my nervous system, it's about that I go into a panic attack because for me, visibility and public speaking and marketing and self-promotion and um, being on a sales call, uh, be being on stage, right, and even yeah. speaking in groups, for me, I would buy a program for my business thinking, okay, it's going to help me. And then I will sit through the zoom calls without asking and without showing up. All right. Wow. So all of that, it was a threat. And until I released that using, because this is what I realized, I, we need to develop and the, the, the system and the way I developed is that we need to use something other than words and logic and reasoning. We need to speak to the body memory and its intelligence that's going to self-preserve because the body's biological drive is to protect us to protect our life if money visibility uh, being confident is not safe for the body mm -hmm. no matter what we decide consciously the body will self-preserve that's why we sabotage that's why we procrastinate that's why every time we need to go live and click that button we decide we need to have a snack and we get all, all tired all of a sudden 
I will be the first person to yeah. raise my hand. Me I've too. done it for years. Right? <laughs> well, when we were on the sales call and our mindset coaches told us we are undercharging. So now we decided on a new price and we're on a sales call with the client and the client asks, okay, I would love to work with you. How much is it? And we're shaking, wobbling and giving discounts. All of that is because the threat in the body and the nervous system and the body will preserve itself till uh, as much as it can, as much as we live until this hook is resolved. And this hook is resolved with methods and modalities and tools that are not words and logic. Because for most of us, when the trauma and the wounding either happen in early life, and if your listeners are thinking, well, I didn't have any trauma in my life, but if the blocks are there, if we, if let's say when I've tried all the marketing and business strategies, all the mindset, but I still have the block, that means, yeah, there was trauma. It's unknown, it's unknown, it's deeply repressed, it might be transgenerational. There is plenty of things to explore. But there is, if the issue, if we have a dream and we are motivated with, we are not there yet, that means there is a block. And most likely it's a relationship, emotional wound, or trauma. Yeah. And I, I feel the word trauma, people walk around it and they feel, well, it has to be something extreme, a car accident. You saw a loved one get shot. Um, you you might've been, you know, assaulted, raped at such a young age. We, this is how we connect the dots, right? Because society tells us what trauma is, but what we don't understand, many of us, not saying all of us, but some of us, don't understand that trauma is whatever you perceive it to be. Like you, you're like you had said earlier, how is an experience. Body, yes. Like, yeah. Yes. It is an experience within the body. How, you know, you, what trauma is to me and my body isn't going to be what trauma is to you and your body. You, you exactly saying the words I mostly, um, most often <sighs> say. yeah, absolutely. Oh. So thank you so much. Uh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm sitting here and I'm connecting the dots and I'm like, this is, this is, um, I, you know, this really is the next level, you know, and what your, what the bar you're setting is really opening doors. And, you know, when we think about healing and just mindset or therapy, you know, some people walk out and think, I, I still feel like there's a problem. There's still something well, let's, wrong. Let's with go that. into the talk kind of therapy or any yeah. other discussion, um, even if it's analyzing like psychoanalysis, right? And I have clients with 12 years plus of psychoanalysis behind their belt. And we still go into the problem and there is an avalanche, a, 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 an immeasurable amount of emotions that come from the trauma and the nervous system is in flight or freeze. So, um, so let's go there, right? What, what is done? We talk about the problem temporarily. It feels there is a, so, a solution and there is a release. It's kind of like almost talking to a girlfriend on the phone when we are angry at the boyfriend or mom and dad, and we're sharing and we kind of like, it's imagine it as a balloon and we, uh, you know, make a, a tiny hole. We don't pop it, but it's released, right? Some of the air comes out, the pressure is released, we feel better. But then we have 
the meeting with the same trigger, mom, dad, and the boyfriend, or the business and the difficult client, or we get on a sales call, right? The same old trigger returns, uh, the air is again in the balloon, and the, the cycle goes on and on and on. So talking does not release the process. Talking just kind of get takes out the steam, and then it comes back again and it comes back again so from this perspective no wonder there are so many people who are resistant going to therapy and even starting to dig this because we've been so burned and traumatized that we come back we start some healing process we get re-traumatized we get burned it's not working and so there is avoidance people have a right to be dissatisfied with the conventional methods i've been one of those people myself I've been going bananas trying to resolve my blocks, literally feeling, I say it, I call it usually, but I have this analogy, it's like fighting a windmill. It's like no matter how much force you put into it, it's like this force, the, 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 the force, like a wall hitting a wall. Yeah. There's a reason we use these words and sentences to describe the type of blocks we feel like we are, or it's like a dead end. We hit a dead end, we've tried everything. So I would like to acknowledge that people have a right to be disappointed, burned, jaded, frustrated, and uh, yeah. And that's why I want to teach my methodology. I will be teaching my methodology because uh, I want to bring change in the transformation coaching and therapeutic industries. And I see how quickly the changes can be achieved. Now, I'm not pro 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 promising miracles. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a very both psychological and I combine hypnotherapy and coaching. It's both... I teach my clients what drives their behavior during coaching. Mm -hmm. And we dig up the deeper layers. And then in hypnotherapy sessions during the program, we resolve and address them and diagnose them, right? Diagnose, address, release, all of that. So it's both. It's both mindset and conscious work. I need to explain or I choose to prefer to explain to the client because I believe if I explain what drives us, knowing what drives me, having studied it for like 15 years, then the client becomes an expert in who they are and what they do, what drives them. They, as a result, become a better human, a better expert in what they do. Because if I work with entrepreneurs or business owners, and they are also some type of practitioners, we offer any services to any other humans, maybe even if they're in business, it doesn't matter because it's the same skills. When we become the, I have a video on this, when we become an expert in who we are, what drives us, how the nervous system responds, and then how to process it all effectively, then we become better humans, better experts, and then we can make money create the impact become better humans globally right and make this difference that we are also passionate to make but if we don't have an entire full picture of ourselves and even how we function no wonder we feel like fraud and imposters mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and this so is my own journey like what kind of hypnotherapist was i i could not release that fear of visibility in public speaking and we just and go so back of course to I could never cycle. I could never help anyone else with the same problem. I haven't resolved it for myself. But how many people go and take um some I don't know 
like st go study therapy and they have a diploma on the wall but personally they haven't resolved it and there is a lot of i'm not going to say it's a lot of projection it's a lot of everything and i believe that we are in this transformational times we no longer we can no longer wait in the times we are in now when kind of a lot is at stake mm -hmm. it's our especially for us the bigger reason of why i do what i do right as women as mothers and daughters and healers and bringers of life in this world mm -hmm. if we master our own processes if we get unhooked from the dependent relationships be it with boyfriends or with our businesses right without all the adaptations and compensations and survival strategies if we become those experts this is how we serve this is how we change the world because when we heal everything around us heals for example, I have not, um, nothing in my family changed. My mom is the same. My dad is the same. I haven't talked to my father for 13 years of my life. I met him two years ago. We started talking. It was my initiative. I sat next to him at my sister's wedding as if 13 years never existed. This is how forgiveness comes. We don't have to do it because religions told us so we need to be good girls. It's a natural process when the emotional pain and the trauma in the body are released. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, obviously you do this through mindset, but also hypnotherapy to get to the root and starting, this is how you start at the body and work your way to the top is yes. what I'm gaining. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, why do you think, you know, it's so important with self-love to intertwine that with personal growth. And I really want to hear it from your standpoint and overall professional growth as well. But, you know, self-love, like we talked about in the beginning and before recording is that it's this big spectrum, especially lately, and it's thrown around a lot, but, you know, having self-love in your life, you know, coming from your viewpoint, why is that tr transformative? I would say there is a um, microcosm and macrocosm type of answer, right? Mm -hmm. Self-love is about and is tied to our self-worth, our self-belief, self-confidence, self-trust, and all our boundaries, personally, professionally. So without it, um, if we do not put ourselves first, and not in an egotistic way, but in a way that okay, if I don't take care of myself and I don't replenish my cup and if I have all these beliefs about myself and I don't even believe in myself, mm -hmm. how can I change anything externally and how can I be fulfilled in my life, right? We all want to be fulfilled. In earlier life, right, a lot of that fulfillment in the first half of our human uh, lifespan, right? We're all about me, 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 or, or a lot of people, right? The more, what can I get? But then... If we don't into if we don't get into what can I give and for some it happens early for some of us this shift gets uh, especially if we went through trauma have no hard have known hardships and rock bottoms uh, right we get to this point of I don't want to just get I want to give it's a balance right so to give and therefore be fulfilled in the mm -hmm. true higher consciousness state that's where we're getting into the macrocosm right. 
to be truly fulfilled, to be truly self-actualized, we need to first be all of that within. And from a more spiritual perspective, because I believe there is a different branch of my work with clients um, after the trauma and emotional release, right? Um, I have a very spiritual perspective on life. I had a near-death experience. I had a lot of, you know, I've studied mystical experiences in college and wrote papers on them. I have a personal relationship with the divine and with the with the world, right? With God, with source, whatever we want to call it, especially having gone through near-death experience and my death process. Um, so I believe that this bigger picture is the universe exists in abundance. Universe is self-sufficient and self in, is in self-love. Everything in nature, well, nothing in nature goes like, no, today I feel really shitty about myself, so I'm not going to be a squirrel or a tree. I'm going to be like self-deprecating and destructing, right? Nothing in nature works this way. And so if we are to exist in balance with the universe, with nature, with everything around us, then it's a primarily focus that self-love piece and it's a journey of a lifetime because for most of us society-wise culturally family dynamics wise is wiped self-love for most people unless we somehow miraculously were raised in an unconditional love family which mm -hmm. isn't the case for most people i know mm -hmm. i know <laughs> maybe maybe you know different people i don't know many people who grew up in complete harmony Right. And even if we did have harmony in the family, then the school system, the universities, the society and our corporate and other industries, uh, they have their fact. And so if we don't practice it, if we don't make it our purpose and we don't get on this path, we live a life of not just poor boundaries and, you know, abusive or codependent relationships yeah. and I don't know, not making uh, the money or not, ha not serving and not, um, you know, creating the impact with our services message, our, you know, thoughts. We are not feeling felt fully self-realized yeah. and we are not in harmony with the universe that exists in love and abundance and uh, balance and homeostasis and harmony. So that's the bigger picture. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you hit on the number one fact that I try to say every time for every recording. It is a journey. It, we it get journey. so intertwined with the next quick fix. And this is almost in every aspect of life. We're trying to chase that, that quick fix right away. Okay. Whether it's in fitness and nutrition with self-love with our job, with entrepreneurship, what can I do today? So I could be at the top, you know, trying to find that success overnight success, success story, but you really broke it down. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, I know I say this a lot, but it is a journey. And it's important to understand that if we have to make a daily investment in ourselves, make a daily investment in, you know, understanding and feeling what's going on in other aspects of our life and really pouring into our cup um, in order to be fulfilled, in order to be in this position of abundance, not saying that you're always going to feel like that uh, every day, you're not going to feel ecstatic and overwhelmed or nope. overwhelmed or happiness, <laughs> you know, because nope. that's being human is feeling everything, you yeah. know, even when it comes to um, 
sadness and it's all a part of the journey. Um, but I'm and so, so glad. And loving ourselves through that process yes. is the key to resolving that, those yes. sad emotions and the, and the bad days and how we handle them. Right. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we get so lost in the mix of, you know, the next quick fix, which is a good segue because I just wanted to hit on this for one quick second. Um, and we talk about vision boards, uh, manifestation, affirmation, and it works, you know, to a certain extent they do work, but, you know, affirmations and I, we were speaking about because, you know, I myself got into this, um, you know, when beginning my self-love journey, really healing journey is what it really is. It's my healing journey is that I would rely on affirmations to give me that quick fix. When looking at myself in the mirror, I wasn't believing any of the stuff that I had written down. Like, ah, oh, you're so beautiful. And Maybe back in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, look at that ugly person looking back at me. That's how I felt. I didn't feel any different. Right. And this is why I was telling you, like, now I have my clients telling themselves, um, how can I best serve you today? What can I do for you? What do you need from me? Because this is the relationship with you, with my reflection, right? It's, you know, healing from within, but constantly making sure that I'm taking a few minutes out of my day to reconnect. And, you know, you know, maybe I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and I need a new, a few minutes to myself, but really you don't need to feel that way, but, you know, getting in the routine every day of checking in on yourself. Um, but I know you had a similar, um, opinion when it came to affirmations. Well, yeah. And before we, for the, and by the way, that's a beautiful practice to look and look and ask for what do you need today? What can, how can I support you? That's the grown up relationship, right? Um, consciousness wise with the internal pieces of us. And we talked a little bit before we began about their affirmations. Um, the, it's amazing. I use visual, I used visual boards, sometimes still use them, but I'm a digital nomad. So that doesn't work out so well. So it's not my preferred method. And I use manifestation and the med and meditate. I would not survive this world without mm -hmm. meditation and my consciousness work and working with expanded states of consciousness. I don't just do it for others. I use it daily in my yeah. life. The problem with using all of these modalities separately or in kind of to substitute mm -hmm. for the deeper work and deeper work with tools that are applicable and can really resolve it, then we are trying to put a band-aid on something and let's say we would manifest, but then a lot of people I know would lose. They would lose their business or they would feel really bad about having, okay, they manifest $10,000 a month or six-figure income, some more but they don't feel fulfilled or they still will feel shame and guilt about the money they made or they will still wake up in the morning because we were also talking about imposter syndrome right mm -hmm. imposter syndrome does not only apply to work we can feel like an imposter in our own bedroom or house with our mm -hmm. lover and partner he's so perfect and i'm not how did i get so lucky it's the biggest poison i would say to the love and connection with this person who's chosen us for some reason and so people right. will sabotage they will sabotage where they will manifest they will visualize and i've done it i've manifested crazy things like trips to the galapagos islands for free while getting paid for it i manifested dream partners mm, 
they didn't last. Mm -hmm. And so my premise is, so I see two groups of people, people who believe that we can just manifest ourselves out of it. We can visualize ourselves out of it. And people who are more of the digging, digging, digging nonstop, what else, what other problem I can find within myself to heal. And, you know, like I need to constantly be fixing myself. Right. And I am in between and everything I teach is in between. Yes, we can use all those methods and manifestation, visualization, affirmation, and know that we are super powerful and we are capable of everything. That's the premise of my whole life. I believe that everything is transformable, right? everything is figure outable. And I also know that there is steps and structure to healing and transformation. So not going to the second group of people who are constantly fixing and everything is broken. It's more of the victim consciousness. So mm -hmm. on one side, we have people, oh, we just can dismiss it all. Positive psychology and positive things only, <laughs> right? And then the other one, we have the victims who are trying to uh, solve their problem or any other, not just victim, but anything, but by constantly working. And I say it's in between. It's knowing that, no, we are not victims and no, we are not yet um, perfect and we can just dismiss it all and affirmate ourselves out of it. Mm -hmm. Because if we could, we would. We would all be living in nirvana by now. We right. would all be living in a different world. So if we are not, if the clients, a lot of times, the clients who come to me and they say, I have this problem and I've been solving it for years and I think there is just a tiny bit left and this is the, the, the angle I would love to, to have your opinion. Now, maybe I'll have one session with you. And uh, we dig deeper through the body, through the body's consciousness, through the layers um, of the psyche. And we realize, no, it's never really a surface problem that, oh, I'm not yet hitting 10 figures. So I don't yet have a partner. I don't, by the way, I don't work with romantic relationships. My expertise is different. Like right, I right. work more with business, right? But it's the same root causes, the same principles, right? So, and we dive deep and realize all the layers that cannot be reached simply, period. It's not rocket science. They cannot be reached by affirmations or conscious decision-making. Like, oh, just like the what I've heard from people. Just practice, push through, uh, through your fear of camera and public speaking, and it's going to get better. No, it wasn't getting get, get better. It wasn't getting better. I would push myself. I would fry my nervous system. I will be then recovering from this, uh, well, attempt at going and recording a video. I'll be re recovering from it on the nervous system level with that fatigue and overwhelm and like all that panic that I had gone through, uh, right? Accumulating mm -hmm. everything I was experiencing. I would have to recover from it. Took me like weeks. And by then I'm already thinking I have to do it again. I was constantly living in a state of survival um and fear and resistance and avoidance and stress and that took a toll on my body i was gaining weight i was super hungry non-stop the body turned on all the defenses all the defense mechanisms and i the anger comes out everything mm -hmm. so i really went through a tough time just practicing especially mm -hmm. for those of us who've gone through childhood and um sexual trauma 
And what something you said earlier, I'm I meant to to comment on it about how people think oh, I haven't gone through trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And we discussed that it's not an event, it's an experience, it's personal, yes. it's in the body. And I would say that in my practice, a lot of women I work with have trauma from authoritative parenting. Wow. Or, and it's not even physical punishment and violence, yeah. and it's not trauma in the classical sense that we would, you know, kind of discover and um, know right away, but the oppression, suppression of, the, of their true nature. Or, and a side effect of it is being molded into something they're not when the woman is more talkative or more intuitive and the family is analytical very academic driven or sports driven and they mold the per especially as women think about culturally and transgenerationally we've been going through it uh, molded into something we are not which is psychological trauma for how many years on this planet when you break it out like that i'm like well coming from a hispanic culture i was like i can really see that in so many uh fortunately in our household my mother always taught us that you know and coming from my father too that you know just because we're women we don't have to rely on somebody else you know they taught us to be you know very confident on our own skin. Although, you know, my sister and I have our own differences and, you know, obviously we're both on a healing journey. Um, very cultural. You really hit the nail on that because I see so many women in my culture who are very timid, uh, rely on their husband as, you know, if he says, yes, I could do this. If he says no, it's no. Um, and really don't embrace who they are and are comfortable enough to speak up. And uh, I and that ties to safety, yeah, yeah, approval. Yes, I my own personal theory. Maybe I'll have to come back again. Yes, for that discussion <laughs> is uh, a transgenerational aspect of the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. My personal theory is that it, that the imposter syndrome is a transgenerational issue, and it cannot be resolved without uh, without releasing that type of uh, those type of imprints and trauma. Yeah, I just and I know we don't have time to go into it. No, I, no, that's okay. I just yes, we we will have to schedule. You could just use that same link, but there's so <laughs> many layers to uncover and so many under like I feel like we just hit at the surface level as human beings. You know, we we go to therapy or we have um coaches or how I, whatever you want to say, right? But we only hit so much on the surface level when the human whole experience is so much deeper than we give it credit for. And really, you know, uncovering, it's like, a, I, I like to resort to onion because it reminds me of the movie Shrek. But when he's like, it's like, we're, we're like onions. Like we have so many layers to us um, and we start to uncover all of them. And then we find more that we suppressed or, you know, we hit in the back of our mind because we didn't, you know, we suppressed and we didn't want to feel that anymore. And how, incredible it is to just have different components, you know, and and layers and really you uncovering, you know, not just the mindset. Now you've now uncovered the body aspect of it and really translating that into your work and allowing other people 
all your clients to really be able to, they came from a, oh my gosh, I, I just can't do this anymore. Nothing works for me to now they're empowered in their own skin. And now they understand themselves and they can go out. And like you said, it is a domino effect. They can now inspire others. And, you know, this is more than just the mindset. This is more than just the affirmations. This is more than just X, Y, and Z. Now let's connect the body to it. And then just like that, they've, they've really just opened up, you know, the trap that they've, um, they've been hiding under the cellar for so long. And now they see just life in a different light. And that is absolutely amazing. I think your, your work is extremely powerful and that you absolutely are moving mountains. Thank you so much. And I try, but again, everything I teach um, is from personal experience and what I walked and I have in integrity to now um, share with others and guide others through. Um, I do not touch, for example, romantic relationships. Like I don't teach, you know, the perfect union uh, dynamics, you know, in the romantic (laughs) relationships because I'm not there yet in my own life. Right. Um, And again, it's not my drive my drive is to help women with their uh, personal wounds that reflect as professional wounds so we can step into our power don't depend on men create financial independence and mm-hmm. transform financially our our for ourselves and for our families and globally so that's more of my uh, thing on it and yes everything i do is holistic it's mind emotions and mind con- conscious and unconscious emotions uh, emotional memory, body memory, and the consciousness expansion work where we actually develop into the self-actualized human uh, that we are meant to be. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. So, yeah, I mean, it's very powerful and that's what makes it so empowering is that you've experienced these things and this is how you, you know, get to teach others. And, you know, that is very authentic. And that's what we strive for here on the podcast is to be our authentic self, inspiring others to be authentic too. And, you know, you're implementing that in your teachings and it really shows. And so, um, do you have anything? Yes. I mean, just speaking to you, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so mesmerized because I love learning something new, but most importantly, it's not just me, it's the listeners, but, you know, diving into uncharted waters and I'm over here and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of uncomfortable because I don't, I'm not, I don't know any of this, you know, coming and from most people and, and for myself it, in the past, nobody yeah. knows. But and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. But this is why we work with other people who have yes. walked it, who've studied it for 15 years, what plus, right? And this is why it saves what took me years now, it takes weeks and months and like when I work with a client, right? Mm-hmm. Because the knowledge and the tools combined, what took me nerves, tears, sleepless nights, and mean years and years and years of trying to go to different therapies and modalities that do not communicate with each other. Like all the different practitioners mm-hmm. and modalities that didn't talk to each other. This right. is what my big, my big drive was. How do I combine it all? Mm-hmm. I disregard everything that doesn't serve and actually unite it under one umbrella of hypnotherapy and include so much more my techniques and all the techniques that I've studied internationally over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners today? I would like to say that um, it seems and looks complicated to the, again, when we just encounter all of it and sounds like, oh my God, it's so much, I don't even want to start. 
but in the right hands, with the right knowledge, with uh, just even the theoretical background behind it, it becomes more and more and easier and easier, right? More understandable. And also, um, in the sessions, it looks very different because in the sessions, for example, the task is not to overwhelm with information. Here, we're really just throwing ideas, but in the sessions, it's a very different level. All right. Some people even say that my voice is different. I am like two different personalities or three, one on the podcast or a couple of them on the podcast, <laughs> one in the coaching during the coaching and then in very different in the hypnotic um, state when we work with the subconscious with the higher consciousness with the body and so in the therapeutic process the task is not to overwhelm with information but vice versa to simplify i believe healing and transformation has structure and steps cannot be skipped and so there is a methodology to this madness and it all becomes much more simple yeah and 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 just as a, as the last thing is that when we make all the unconscious conscious right oh, we can really transform something because that famous quote about until we make the unconscious conscious right mm -hmm. uh, we would call it fate so i would say not fate but we live in this default uh mechanism and programs that we are not even aware of they're completely mm -hmm. in our blind spots. We don't even know why we do what we do. But this is with, uh, what I say by being the expert in who we are in the self-mastery. And it all becomes much more easier. Yeah. And where can they connect with you? Um, and are you taking on new clients? So my, uh, I am the only Tatiana Valeria on Facebook and Google overall 1L, 1R, and uh, my website is TatianaVillare.com. I have videos there. I have general information, um, not all of this information, <laughs> of course, and um, my uh, professional page, Tatiana Valeria Hypnotherapy and Coaching, where I have videos um, as well, and I post about it daily um, on different topics, on money blocks, on visibility blocks, on confidence blocks, and uh, the inner healing. Um, so I don't discuss self-love, let's say directly, but mm -hmm. it's implied in everything I do and self-worth and that confidence. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'll and have, I, and yes, I am taking on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will have all her information as you guys know, in the synopsis. And also I'll directly link you, um, when I, you know, the podcast comes out on my Instagram stories, that way they have a direct link to on there. Um, but I know you shared a quote just a few minutes ago, but is there any quote that you would like to share, uh, any additional one with our listeners? Uh, I kind of have the general conceptual knowledge of quotes, right? I don't like to the, I don't quote them to the point, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but most of my favorite quotes is about the, uh, bringing light to what seems dark or that unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. Because, um, only by learning what's in that shadow or darkness right so i can't i nothing comes at the top of my head right but the the general um, perception of life that yeah oh if we if there is a dark room and we bring a candle into it well yeah, we're gonna know what's in the room and we're gonna be able to move furniture around and arrange it um however we want not just how it's you know preset by default yeah. and live our best lives yeah, I love that. How's that for an, an I love analogy? That. I, love, I was <laughs> just going to say, I love that analogy. But it is a quote, too. I mean, bringing light into darkness. I mean, I, 
Yeah. I mean, there's no better way to say that. And it's not darkness um, as a negative. It's darkness right. as unknown. Right. Unknown. Yeah. Uncharted. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Uncharted. Exactly. And yeah. so just being able to navigate that and open up, you know, so many other doors in our, in, in our world, in our life. And so I absolutely love this conversation. I loved having you and we absolutely have to do a part two. Um, <laughs> thank thank you. you for just empowering all of us for teaching us something new and really opening up doors. And I hope you guys all took away as much as I did. And you out, you guys already know where to find her or reach her if you're interested. And, um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Tatiana, for being on the self-love effect. You're welcome. And thank you for having me again. Yeah, of course. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. And before I let you guys go, let me drop off some discount codes, but also remind you guys that the self-love effect does have a free private Facebook group community under team self-love effect. So join our community today full of inspiring and empowering individuals who on a daily basis, inspire me to be my true authentic self. And I am currently taking on more clients for one-on-one coaching. And if you are ready today, you can head on over to your Apple or Android store, download the first form app and add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. Now, with that being said, let me drop you guys off some discount codes. First on the list, is first form. We do have our own link to supplements for the first form shop. It could be found in the description of this podcast below, but save on shipping, free shipping for those of you who use the self-love effect link. Next, we have Born Primitive, one of my all-time favorite companies, humanitarian and veteran owned. Head on over to Born Primitive, get yourself some new athletic wear or everyday attire. Next, we have Wad and Done. Save your hands. Stop tearing. I promise you, your hands will love you. Use code TREASURES10 at checkout. Next, we have Maven Threads. Get yourself a set of headbands for everyday wear or for workouts using self-love effect 15 at checkout. And finally, last but not least, we have the self-love effect shop where you can get some self-love effect podcast attire swag and just self-love apparel and save using self-love effect. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. I'm going to go take some more medicine. I'm currently under the weather, but I will be back on Friday. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this podcast recording as much as I did. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.